0: yo what is going on everyone my name is nick or the notorious fantasy and in today's video we're gonna be going in depth into my week number 15 waiver wire pickups for the 2023 fantasy football season it is playoff time for a majority of you guys some people might start their playoffs in week 16 but for a lot of y'all week 15 it's playoff time you need to eat this w famous Jameis style so in today's video we're going over 10 waiver wire pickups that you guys need to make to increase your chances of winning this week, and ultimately at the end of the season, winning that fantasy football championship. Before we get on into things, though, if you are new to the channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below while you're down there. Whether you are new to the channel or not, make sure you leave a like on today's video, it would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so, at NotoriousFNTSY. So let's get on in to my week number 15, waiver wire ads for the 2023 fantasy football season, playoff edition. We begin with my number one waiver wire ad of the week, Jarek McKinnon running back of the Kansas City Chiefs going up against the New England Patriots in Foxborough on Sunday. Now Jarek McKinnon is rostered in 36.6% of leagues on ESPN and 26% rostered on NFL. So if you play on Sleeper, Yahoo, CBS, any of those other fancy football platforms, then the rostership percentage is going to be slightly different. Though in some cases, there could be a drastic difference from website or platform to platform. So Jarek McKinnon was the running back 17 last week in PPR prior to the double header on Monday Night Football. The waiver wire videos always come out prior to Monday Night Football kicking off. That will be the exact same today. I'm not that so Raven I can't see into the future. So Jarek McKinnon for all intents and purposes was the running back 17 this week. The same thing with all of the players in today's video. It's where they rank in PPR right now prior to the doubleheader on Monday Night Football. Week 14 versus the Buffalo Bills, the Kansas City Chiefs take that L 17 to 20. Four rushes for 19 yards and a touchdown for Jarek McKinnon. On that touchdown run, he made more cuts than OJ Simpson. He absolutely sliced and diced his way through the defense. It was one of the most fun runs like that fucking old school iPhone game. Watch last week. It really was sick on Sunday, and I was glad that Jarek McKinnon was able to score because, again, it was so fantastic. Normally, you see guys on the goal line like barrel through someone, right? Just run directly through someone, send someone to the fucking shadow realm, and Jarek McKinnon juked a guy out of his socks shoot multiple guys out of his socks and got into the end zone. He also had three receptions on three targets for 18 yards. Now, in terms of snap counts for the running backs of the Chiefs in week 14 versus the Bills, CH had 48% of the snaps and McKinnon, 45%. Obviously, technically, if you're just looking at this, like who played more snaps, that's who you want to base your pickup on, then you might want to go with Clyde Edwards-Solaire over McKinnon, but I do think that the receiving upside of McKinnon, plus the fact that McKinnon always tends to show up at the end of the season as a league winner does really push me towards McKinnon over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, Pacheco missed last week with a shoulder injury, and that is the same shoulder that he had surgery on in the off season. While McKinnon could 100% be a league winner, in my opinion, I would definitely try and get as much info on the injury of Pacheco Tomorrow, on Tuesday, before you blow a shit ton of fab on Jarek McKinnon, because... We need to know, is Pacheco going to be back or not? Now, they've already made it clear that he's not going on the IR, but he could still miss week 15 and 16, maybe come back week 17. So that is something that you're going to want to follow if you're picking up Jarek McKinnon or Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. So at number two, we got Keith Mitchell running back of the Baltimore Ravens going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars on "'Cause you waited all day for Sunday night.'" 34.6% 34.6% rostered on ESPN, 26.9% rostered on NFL. Running back 33 last week in PPR, tied with Ty Chandler of the cold-like Minnesota Vikings. Week 14 versus the Rams. The Baltimore Ravens win in overtime, 37-31 off of a punt return touchdown. That was by far and away the most exciting game on Sunday. And to me, it wasn't even close. That was an electric back and forth tit for tat rock'em sock'em robots affair. In that game, despite it being such a high score, real back and forth a game, Mitchell was definitely disappointing, right? Nine carries for 54 yards, one reception on two targets. Or eight yards. Now, the reason why I say that that's a disappointing game is because I figured that coming out of the bye week, right, they came out the bye week, week 14, It's like, okay, they are now going to push more towards giving Keaton Mitchell more opportunities. He's looked very good on limited touches. I was thinking, hey, they're going to increase his snap share because that's just what would make sense with how good Keaton Mitchell has looked And that was not even remotely the case. In terms of snap counts for the Ravens running backs, up against the Rams, Justice Hill had 42% of the snaps, didn't get a single carry. Keaton Mitchell, 33%, and Gus Bus Edwards, 28%. Now, Mitchell will, to me, still see the majority of touches, which is great. It's all fine and dandy. But until they really give the keys to the backfield to Mitchell, until they really give him the amount of snaps that he deserves, I get all the upsides there. He's a super fast player, quick speed, right? If he makes one move, he can send someone into a spin cycle like we talked about with Jarek McKinnon, right? Throw him into the washing machine like they're your stepsister, right? And then magically Mitchell will just run into the end zone. But until they really give him that extra oomph, He's just a high upside running back three to me. Next up, we move to player number three here, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, CEH of the Kansas City Chiefs, going up against the Patriots in New England. 37.4% roster on ESPN, 19.3% on NFL. Running back 28 last week in PPR. Week 14 versus the Buffalo Bills. Like I said, they lose 17-20. to I know that there's a lot of people complaining about the call, about how, oh my god, you can't call offensive offsides, this, that, and the other thing, and Mahomes is sitting after the game fucking crying a river, Andy Reid comes in the press conference crying, basically, and after the game, Patrick Mahomes, after all of that, right, I understand maybe you disagree with the call, he was clearly offsides, right, but... To say what he said to Josh Allen was hilarious. He's like, man, the refs really fucked that one up, didn't they? Shut up, Patrick Mahomes. You won a Super Bowl last year because of a tick tack call, right? You got to hoist the Lombardi because of a tick tack call. And now you want to complain about the refs when the refs give you fellatio every single week? Go. Fuck yourself, Patrick Mahomes, okay? I know that there's gonna be some Chiefs fans watching this that'll get mad, this, that, the other thing, but it is what it is, right? I respect the greatness of Patrick Mahomes, but for him of all people, who gets all of the calls, every single call goes the Chiefs way, and you're going to throw the refs under the bus, maybe play a little bit better, man. I get that the receivers are sucking donkey cock half the game, but at the end of the day, you gotta play a little bit better, Mahomes. Don't just blame the refs, pal, because while a lot of people were on your side, even with all the refs, you know, just helping out the Chiefs all year long, people are going to turn on you. And I think that officially happened. I think a lot of people now really dislike Patrick Mahomes. Running back 28 last week in PPR for Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, 11 carries for 39 yards, two receptions on four targets for 29 yards. Again, Clyde Edwards-Hilaire did out-snap McKinnon, but not by a wide margin, 48% to forty. percent 5% in favor of Hilaire. Again, it is very important to monitor the practice reports for the Chiefs. The reason why I prefer CEH, or the reason why I prefer McKinnon over CEH, like I talked about before, if Pacheco is out, is because we have seen McKinnon have these huge late-season surges in the past, and with the receiving upside being so important in fantasy, I believe that McKinnon is the superior start. Plus, the Chiefs' offense doesn't look like they used to, and that will mean that later in the games, they're going to have to throw a lot more, and that benefits Mr. McKinnon over Clyde Edwards-Hilaire. Now, if Pacheco ends up coming back, all of what I talked about just goes out the window. At number four, we got Noah Brown, wide receiver of the Houston Texans. Going up against the Atlanta the Tennessee Titans on Sunday. 42.5% rostered on ESPN, 256 on NFL. Wide receiver, 94 last week in PPR. He put up a grand total of, drumroll please, zero fucking points. Goose egg. Week 14 at the New York Jumbo Jets. They lose 6-30. Everyone and their mother expected, even with the rain, even up against the Jets defense, for the Houston Texans to dig a metaphorical grave for Robert Salah and the Jets to jump in. But instead, it was the reverse, right? It's like, you need to call an ambulance, but not for me, right? It was that meme. It was crazy. The Houston Texans got rolled. Five targets for Noah Brown. Zero receptions. Back-to-back weeks with multiple targets and no receptions. However, I won't panic because of the situation Noah Brown is in. Nico Collins and Dell are both hurt, right? Dell is out for the season. We already know that. Collins' chance to play this week seems very low, if I'm being honest with you. He has a strained calf. Now, another thing playing against Noah Brown, besides the fact that, you know, he just hasn't gotten any catches over the last two weeks is that CJ Stroud got hit and now is in the concussion protocol. Like I say, every single time we have to talk about concussions, it is so different from player to player. Brock Purdy, it felt like he came back like five, six days later from the concussion. There are other guys like Demario Douglas who have been out for weeks. So I won't pretend to know whether Stroud or giraffe neck Davis Money Mills is under center this week. Obviously, you would prefer it to be C.J. Stroud, but if you pick up Noah Brown, even with Davis Mills against the Titans, it's definitely an interesting start. At number five, we got Isaiah Likely, tight end of the Baltimore Ravens, going up against the Jacksonville Jaguars on Sunday Night Football. If you guys have enjoyed this video thus far and you are new to the channel, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. And whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure to leave a like on today's video. It would help me out a ton. 45.8% roster on ESPN, 17.4% on NFL. Tight end three last week in PPR week 14 versus the Rams. Like I said, they win in overtime, 37 to 31. Five receptions on seven targets for 83 yards and a touchdown. And on that touchdown, likely may have been... Likely was Likely the most open I have ever seen a tight end be, right? There was no one in the same stratosphere, right? He was on Earth. Everyone else was on Jupiter, right? There was no one close to him. It was really shocking because Lamar threw it to him, and normally you're expecting a guy like Likely, who's not the fastest guy on Earth, you know? Maybe he gets caught on a play like that, right? Maybe he gets the nice gain, but he falls at, like, the 15-yard line, the 10-yard line, right? Because he's not fast enough. There was no one near him. It was absolutely hilarious to watch and likely got his touchdown. Now, he's had back-to-back weeks with six or more targets. And while I talked about likely potentially being fool's gold, maybe he is not as fugazi awazi, woozy as I thought he was. So again, I'm not here to get down on my knees and give Isaiah Likely the gawk gawk 9,000 special, but anyone who picked him up last week and had to play him was very happy, and I think maybe going forward, if he's able to continue to get six or more targets every week, he's just kind of got to be a tight end in the top 8 to 12 of my tight end rankings. Moving now to player number six, we got Isaiah Likely's teammate, Odell Beckham Jr., OBJ, wide receiver of the Ravens going up against the Bitch, you guessed it, the Jacksonville Jaguars, 50.9% rostered on ESPN, 34.4% on NFL. Now, Odell had a huge game up against the Rams. This was, in my opinion, the best he looked all season. Wide receiver, 7 in PPR, week 14 versus the Rams in a revenge game, I might add. Four receptions on 10 targets for 97 yards and a touchdown. Out of his last four games, if I was to categorize them, he had a game that was pretty bad, right? One bad game, he had one alright game. And what I'd categorize as an alright game is Odell didn't really help you win, but if you played Odell, you weren't like, okay, Odell was the sole reason why my team ended up taking an L. And then the other two games... We're very solid. Now, I get that Odell Beckham Jr. is far from a safe player weekly, right? He's far from wrapping a condom, a Trojan, a Durex over your fantasy football team. But man, oh man, does it look like Odell has turned back the clock. He's got that flavor flavor clock, and he fucking spun that bitch back to, like, 2016. It is truly amazing to see how Odell has looked. Now, again, I'm not saying he looks exactly like that, right? Odell was on top of the world, hey, Back then... But if Odell continues to see a bump in snaps, typically he's seeing 33 to 35% of snaps. Last week he saw 53%. So if that continues to go up, then that would point towards Odell potentially being a much more reliable piece at the end of the season. And with how good Odell has looked with Lamar, when he is on, he's on. I really do think Odell has that league winner potential. Moving now to waiver wire at number seven, Ty Chandler running back of the Minnesota Vikings going up against the Cincinnati Bengals in Cincinnati on Saturday. It's important to note that we have three games on Saturday this week, so make sure you clear off Saturday as well so you can watch all the games. I'm sure your guys' girlfriends, your wives, they'll fucking love that, right? Just football on Thursday, Saturday, Sunday, and Monday, baby. Best time of the year, 23.8% rostered on ESPN, 7.3% rostered on NFL, running back 33 last week in PPR week 14 at the Las Vegas Raiders. The Vikings win three to zero in a game that might've been the worst game I've ever fucking seen. Like that game where the Patriots played the bills and it was that crazy windstorm, the snow, that game was way more exciting because at least it was cool to look at. And it was like, I don't think we'll ever see something like this again. This game was just two god-awful teams going toe-to-toe and rumbling and stumbling all over each other. 12 carries for 35 yards, 3 receptions on 3 targets for 7 yards. Now, in reality, Madison was actually playing very well this game, right? This was looking like maybe we could see Alexander... Did I call him Dalvin Cook? I might have on accident. Alexander Madison was legitimately looking like, wow... This is the Alexander Madison that I thought he was going to look like going into the season, right? That guy that filled in for Dalvin Cook over the last couple of years and really looked like a great running back, right? And even though the Vikings offense sucked donkey cock in this game, Joshua Dobbs is playing like a chicken with his head cut off. Prior to the injury in the third quarter, Madison was cooking, but then he got a sprained ankle And now his health is up in the air. And with that being the case, if you're a Madison owner, you should definitely not just walk to the waiver wire. You should full-on sprint, run your way there, like the guy chasing down Will Ferrell in the movie about cars. If you ain't first, you're last. That film, the name of it, is Escaping Me. The guy with the Wonder Bread thing on him. And the guy that is chasing him is Borat. But Borat, as a French guy, are if you know what I'm talking about, you know what I'm talking about. And Talladega Nights is the movie. I don't know why that escaped my mind, but it is what it is. So I Chandler looking like a very interesting speculative ad for this week at the very least up against the Bungles at number eight. We got Zay Jones going up against the Baltimore Ravens, Jacksonville Jaguars wide receiver on Sunday night football, 27.4% rostered on ESPN, 9.6% rostered on NFL. Before we talk about Zay Jones as well as the, we- the as well as the West of the waiver ads, as well as the rest of the waiver ads, I would like to give you guys a quick word for our friends and our sponsor over at Under. Dog Fantasy. Underdog Fantasy has a great offer for you guys today, but first I want to explain to you guys how the Underdog Fantasy pick 'em game works because it's the best place to play pick 'em in the whole entire universe. Now we're to be talking about the Monday games here. We got the Titans versus the Dolphins as well as the Giants versus the Packers. So we're going to scroll down to the Dolphins and we are going to go ahead and go with Devin Achain. 54 and a half rushing yards. We're going to hit the higher on that one up against the Titans run defense. And then we're going to scroll all the way down to the Packers versus Giants game and go with Jaden Reed higher than 40 and a half receiving yards. If both of these picks hit, we received three times our entry fee. Now, if you do three picks, it's six times. Four picks is 10 times, and five picks is 20 times your entry fee, assuming that all of the picks hit. Now, if you live in one of the states on your screen right now, and you are new to Underdog Fantasy, if you use promo code Notorious or click on the link in the video description, you'll receive a first match deposit bonus of up to $100. If you deposit $50, you get an additional $50, $25, additional $25. The minimum deposit on Underdog Fantasy is $10. If you have a gambling problem, please make sure that you call 1-800-GAMBLER. Back on into things here. Zay Jones going up against the Baltimore Ravens. Wide receiver 37 last week in PPR. And honestly, while you might think Zay Jones, wide receiver 37, that's good. Well, if you actually take into context what occurred in this game up against the Cleveland Browns, they lose 27 to 31. I know the score is close at the end. That was not a close game. That was a dominating effort. Chains and whips, 50 shades of gray style by the Cleveland Browns. But Zay Jones had... 14 fucking targets. 1-4. Shout out Adam Henrique. 14 targets. 5 receptions for 29 yards. Now, obviously, most of the time when you get 14 targets, getting less than 80 yards is almost shocking, and he only got... 29 yards back-to-back weeks though with eight or more targets with christian kirk on the ir zay jones has huge potential if trevor lawrence looks more healthy going forward i would say watching that game every single time that trevor lawrence touched down, jesus got hit i kind of cringed a little bit i was like oh my gosh is he gonna be able to get up and i think most of america probably felt that as well especially with when he got up a couple times and was looking a little bit hobbled looking like he's got a bit of a stanky leg action going there but again Perk on the IR, I think Zay Jones is in the driver's seat to be the clear number two guy in this offense, and an offense that at points can be very, very good. Calvin Ridley played 95% of the snaps in that game against the Browns, Jones had 84%, Parker Washington had 62%. Out of many, they might be thinking, who the fuck is that guy, right? But I think he's going to be seeing over 55% of the snaps going forward with how solid he looked over the last two weeks. He got his first ever catch, his first ever touchdown in week 13 in prime time. And then he followed that up with yet another touchdown last week. And then Tim Jones, who sounds like a created character like in NCAA football when you're like, so I guess technically in NCAA football, there's no like quote unquote real players back in the day. But if you downloaded the rosters and you're like six years down the line, then like Tim Jones is your fucking wide receiver two on uh Boston College or something, just some created name. So I do like Zay Jones a decent amount, but again with the health of Trevor Lawrence, it does make me a little bit more pessimistic to rank him a little bit lower. At number nine, we got Matthew Stafford, quarterback of the LA Rams, going up against the left. Hands up. Who are we? The Commanders. On Sunday, 33.5% roster on ESPN, 43.3% on NFL. Again, if you guys have enjoyed this video this far, make sure you guys hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button down below if you are new to the channel. So quarterback five last week. Up against the Ravens, they lose 31-37, to 23 completions on 41 attempts for 294 yards and three touchdowns. I am officially done with counting this man out, right? He was dominant like the dream team in 1992 over these last three games, right? All three games, he's had three or more touchdowns, and he has completely ditched that interception problem that honestly plagued him up until the last three games of the season, all three of these games, he has had 20-plus fantasy points and up against a no bueno commander's defense, I expect him to do it yet again. And then the next two weeks, he plays up against the Saints and the Giants, which are both games in which he could rip off 20-plus points yet again. So while the people that drafted Stafford and had to play him early on in the season probably cut him, were probably pissed off at him, and rightfully so, he looked like A bag of dicks, but recently he's caught fire. So Matthew Stafford is a guy that could end up being, crazy enough, a league-winning quarterback. At number 10, we got DeMario Douglas, wide receiver of the New England Patriots versus the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, he has been a waiver wire ad for what feels like weeks on end, but people keep... Dropping him like it's hot because he keeps missing games. 30% roster on ESPN, 10.5% on NFL. Douglas has been out the last two weeks with a concussion that he suffered in week 12. Like we were talking about a little bit earlier in terms of the concussion issue with DJ Shroud. There's really no read on things, right? There's guys coming back just a couple of days later. Then there's guys out multiple weeks. Obviously, it is a situation to situation situation. Kind of thing when it comes to a concussion some concussions i guess again i'm as much of a doctor as johnny sid so i'm not going to sit here and pretend to know but i think at this point like he, he probably should be back their last game was on thursday and i think if that game wasn't thursday night football and on sunday there would have been a much better percent chance that demario douglas ended up suiting up now again i don't know if he'll play this week or not But if he does play, he feels like a very safe bet at the wide receiver position, right? We talk about Noah Brown. There's a lot of unknowns, right? But when it comes to DeMario Douglas, it feels like he's a safe bet to be at the very least a top 36 receiver, especially if the zappinator Bailey Zappi looks as good as he did last week up against the Steelers. Now, his last game out, Demario Douglas was week twelve. In that game, he got hurt. Up against the Giants in MetLife, they lose seven to ten. He was the wide receiver 35 that week in PPR. He had six receptions on nine targets for 49 yards, and he has had four straight games with seven or more targets. So again, I'm not gonna sit here and pretend that DeMario Douglas is this super high upside pickup because he's not. He's probably at best gonna be the wide receiver 20 this week. But if you want some safety, you want some extra comfort in your roster than DeMario Douglas is that guy. So thank you guys all so much for watching. If you didn't have enjoying, make sure you guys hit that subscribe button down below. If you are new, whether you are new to the channel or not, please make sure that you do leave a like on today's video it would help me out a ton. If you want to follow me on Twitter or X, please do so at notorious NotoriousFNTSY. So again, thank you guys all for watching. I love you all. Have a great one. And as always, good boy.